This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everybody, it's Jamie McDowell, your host of Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network, and I'm really delighted to be here with you today. I uh, hope that you're enjoying the new kind of format that we've started to do between my co-host and colleague Dustin McAdams, CEO and founder of Pup Joy. Uh, he and I are, you know, like I said, we're going back and forth. Feels really good. In fact, he and I had a meeting earlier today just to talk about how we feel really good about this perspective, and I, I really like the guests that he's bringing on. I, of course, love my guests, so. You know, this just continues to follow the path that we think we're weaving well, which is creating some momentum, highlighting and showcasing innovation in the pet industry across services, products, really anything. And so he brings, you know, because he's got that consumer packaged goods, B2C, business to consumer space and expertise. I've got the services space and business to business expertise, we feel like the two of us together are able to provide to you as a listener something really high quality. And I hope that you feel that way too. And if you don't, you can just you know send me an email and yell at me, jamie at petliferadio.com. Don't yell at me, please. But for real, I hope that this is working for you because I really think it's working well. And uh, yeah, so it's cool. So, you know, this podcast, if you've been listening, is awesome because, well, you're awesome for listening, but it's also awesome because we do get to really dive deep into the $70 billion pet industry on a really unique level. We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about uh, lots of commercial stuff. We're talking about really getting down to uh, working with the entrepreneurs and the founders and the innovators and that this whole show for all of these months or maybe even more than a month, I think we're definitely post one year, maybe a year and a half has all been around that. And today is no different. Today is also about innovation and thinking outside the box and owning who you are and not being afraid and working through that kind of fear to really find who you are, your true self, and continue down that path. In fact, my guest today is a full transparency, a good friend as well. Her name is Kara Armour. I'm really excited to have her on because, you know, here's the deal. Today, we're recording this on Thursday, August 31st. So we're right in the middle of like you know, kind of a weird time in the world, um, especially as it relates to our country, the U.S., and Hurricane Harvey, and a lot of the stories that are coming out of Texas, and, and a lot of the things that are happening right now as it relates to animals, and it's just kind of a weird, there's something weird going on, and I'm I'm feeling it, I don't know if Kara's going to be feeling it when she comes on and, and we start talking, but, you know, I did say to her when we were kind of prepping for today, I said, you know, I really feel like... I want to address it and talk about it and we can talk about it from the perspective of being pet care professionals and having businesses and how we can help, you know, help each other, help other people. So I don't know. I'm sure that'll come up, but I just wanted to mention it because that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm just feeling a little bit, a little bit down maybe. Maybe down isn't the right word because I don't feel down. I feel like I want to be doing something helpful. I think I always want to be doing something helpful, but I feel like sitting here recording this podcast, like, is this going to be helpful to anybody um, in a time of need? Maybe it's just because it's something to take your mind off of something or it's helpful to inspire you. Whatever it is, I hope it's working and I hope that I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Love it. So here's the deal. We're going to take a quick break from for sponsors. And I believe that uh, this wonderful podcast is sponsored by our friends at PetSmart. In fact, more specifically, PetSmart Grooming Academy looking to uh, do something really special with your life, uh, enhance your career, uh, work outside of your comfort zone, working with dogs, doing something that you've always wanted to do, PetSmart Grooming Academy is a really great place to start. They really set you up for a career, 
for Life. You know, we feel really strongly about the program they've put together and so really proud to have them as our sponsors for the show. So there's that. I'm Jamie Migdal. This is Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. We'll come back from the break. You'll have me and my very good friend, Kara Armour, and we're going to have a lot of great conversations about who who the hell knows, but it'll be good. I promise. I know it'll be great. She's amazing. Okay, we'll be right back. Do you own a pet care business? Do you need help training and retaining your staff? Fetch Find Monthly Pro is the perfect platform for you. Fetch Find Monthly Pro is a monthly subscription with unlimited users, no contracts, and fresh content every week. With increased employee engagement, higher customer satisfaction, and lower risk and liability, Fetch Find Monthly Pro pays for itself. And you can completely customize the training materials based on your company's needs. Head over to www.fetchfind.com to learn more and subscribe today. That's F-E-T-C-H-F-I-N-D.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Yeah, we're back. We are back. And uh, I'm Jamie. Well, whatever. You know that. And this is Pets Mean Business. You also know that on Pet Life Radio Network. And you probably know that too. So we're going to get past all of that fancy stuff and get right down to talking to my friend Kara. Kara, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to Pet Life Radio Network and Pets Mean Business. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. God, you have a nice voice on the radio. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like really smooth and good cadence. I mean, I, I talk to you often in life, but I feel like hearing you in this venue, it really is clear to me that you have a nice voice. Well, thank you very much. Well, you know, you're welcome very much. So, all right, let's level set a little bit. Let's get some uh, close some loops on who the hell you are so people can relate to why you are here today and also get the sense that I have, which is that you are awesome. <laughs> um, I know, right? So you're an entrepreneur. And not only are you an entrepreneur, but you are a pet expert and a pet lover and an innovator and a great collaborator. I'm just, by the way, like pulling all of these adjectives out because I feel super strongly that these are really good ways of describing you. You, when you do something, you do it well. I've witnessed that with my own eyes. That's the reputation you have in the pet industry. You've done everything from winning Pet Sitter of the Year, which is the pet industry's highest honor awarded by a Pet Sitters International, and you've collected a ton of other accolades. You've had a holistic pet supply store. You have a business called Active Paws. You started a, a CPR class, CPR online CPR training for pet professionals. You, I mean, listen, it's ridiculous, actually. And you're also... <laughs> You're also like a pro boxer breeder and agility person and lure coursing and confirmation. And my goodness, you are amazing. And also, too, if I will just say one more thing, yeah, you do a lot of giving back. I mean, you do a tremendous amount of giving back. You know, we're obviously in the same community. I see you everywhere on Facebook helping people, give people advice, giving feedback. And like you do it in this way that is so authentic because and it is because it totally is you. You're just so you. I love how you you are. So for people to check out your Eunice, they can find you and we'll give all of this stuff in the show notes and the website, but getactivepause.com, propethero.com, which is the business that you now work in collaboration with. Mm-hmm. 
Sino, how do you say it? Sino boxers? Sino boxers, yeah. C, um, no, not C. That's an S. <laughs> how do you spell it? It's S-I-N-N-O-T-T boxers.com. Okay, and then you're all over Facebook on those same things. Propet Hero, oh, Active wait. Paws, and Sinop. Sinit? How do you say Sinit? it? Sinit. Sinit. It's, a, it's a family name. I'll okay. <laughs> the family name. You're so East Coast fancy. <laughs> uh, and then you're, and then you can find uh, she on personal uh, tales unleashed as her personal Twitter. And anyway, you can find Kara. Just type in Kara Armour, and she's everywhere. <laughs> she's she's fantastic. Okay, I just said a lot about you. What did I miss? What do you think is important that people? What like what would you want people to know about you that I did not just say? I don't think you missed much except for I would just say I give back because I've had so many opportunities. I'm not going to say I didn't work hard for them, but I didn't get this far in life without support systems around me. So I find it important to to give back constantly. And it's just in my nature. I can't help it. <laughs> my form of procrastination from projects is to go help people. So the more I'm on Facebook, you know I'm busy not doing something I should be doing. <laughs> mm, that's a good little clue into you. <laughs> It's like a secret decoder. It's like a secret decoder ring. <laughs> All right. So speaking about like having help and giving back because that's how you have moved you know, in your life, I do think that there's something really interesting about how you, I love the story and I think you shared it with me, I guess the first time I met you in person maybe, that your grandmother gave you $1,000 to start an IRA. Yeah, so that's kind of my genesis story. Always, <laughs> I, I, I always grew up with animals and I started pet sitting from a very young age. My neighbor's dog, who was actually older than me, I was 10, he was 12. It, it was, I never knew it would be a career, but that's, you know, I've always been around animals, but I never had, we always had the family dog. We always had cats and I graduated from college and my grandmother who was extremely fiscal and wise. And, you know, she handed me a thousand dollars and she said, this is for an IRA. I was 21. Who's thinking about retirement at 21? <laughs> Listen, the only people who are thinking of retirement at 21 are like people now who are looking for like, let me make an app in my dad's basement so I can retire at 21. That is who was True. thinking. But 20 years ago or whatever it was, 15 years ago, people were not thinking that. Oh, it was a little more than that. But well, no, no, not more than 20 years. But anyways, so I made a better investment. I, <laughs> I went out and bought a puppy. And I had no idea that that dog, that one dog would have such an impact on my life. He is the reason that I have everything I have. He's the reason why you and I are talking today. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds silly, but that dog opened up every door to my life. He led the, the path to my passions. He made career changes in my life. He guided everything. And, you know, I met my husband because of that dog at the dog park. When I wasn't, I graduated from college and I had a really good job. I'd worked my way up from sales associate to store manager. I was a youngest store manager at 21, running a $3 million store for a company called City Sports that used to exist. I love them. I'm sad they're gone. And I had an identity, you know, a career identity crisis at 23. There was well, P.S., you know, also, P.S., you also graduated from BU. You graduated from Broadson University. <laughs> so it wasn't like you went to, like, the community college and got a quarter of an associate's degree. Let's just get that out of the way, too. Please, go ahead. Well, I went in bio-pre-med. I didn't come out a doctor. <laughs> so, um, but I think I, I came out something better, you know, instead of... You know, I went the, the animal route instead of the people route. But yeah, so I had this ripe young age identity or career identity crisis. And I bought myself the puppy with that, you know, investment in my future money, which I did. And I was going to the dog park 
like every hour I wasn't at work, I was at this, it was a de facto dog park too. It was just this beautiful rolling paths through this, you know, these open fields sprawling on a couple towns near me. And I ended up meeting my husband there. <laughs> it's really amazing. It's really yeah. an amazing story. Well, is your I grandmother, do- is your grandmother still alive? She is. She does not know this story. That's a story for another day. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I need to hear that over drinks maybe. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that dog was just it. I, I was walking. You know, I had a very stable job with benefits. I mean, it was a very good job. And I met this elderly woman. She was probably 65 plus, And she was surrounded by a bunch of dogs. I would say upwards of seven or eight dogs. And they were all following her. And it was like she was, you know, Mary Poppins of the dogs <laughs> walking along. And I said, hey, Carol, do you, you pay rent? First off, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm walking people's dogs for them. I said, excuse me. I grew up in a household <laughs> where it was my job to walk the dog. I didn't get paid for it. I didn't get an allowance for it. That was, you own a dog, you walk the dog. And she's like, oh, no, no, people go to work and they're very busy and I walk their dogs for them. And I was like, okay, well, you live in a pretty affluent town in Boston, which has, you know, some of the highest cost of living. So you're paying rent doing this little, this little thing. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, oh, yeah. And that was the seed planted. And what year was that? Uh, 2003, early 2003. That was really, I mean, as far as the pet industry is concerned, that was really early. Very early, yes. And so she, there was not what I would call the professionalism or professionalization of the pet industry back then. But I ran myself off to Borders Books and bought all two books I could find that existed on pet sitting. And one was Patty Moran's Pet Sitting for Profit. And I wrote up kind of this pseudo business plan. It was just kind of an idea. And I had to convince my then boyfriend who was from Northern Ireland, he was visiting his sister. She sent him to the dog park to walk her dogs at the same time I was walking mine. It was technically a that up. <laughs> so I told him, like the idea. I told him the idea and he thought I was nuts because in Ireland, you open your door and you go to work and your dog goes to work. It runs off leash around the town. It scavenges. It comes home tired. You come home tired. Life is great, right? So my husband thought I was crazy. Plus the dogs in Ireland, some of them would chase you down the sidewalk. So <laughs> it was like, he couldn't believe what I was imagining. He, he couldn't believe it. I mean, and he I had could, no, he, he had no, I mean, there was, there's no representative, there's no memory in his mind or nothing he can relate to around that. I mean, that's, of course he was baffled, baffled. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I said, I promised, I said, look, just give me six months. Give me six months. He had come back over from Ireland. He, his visa expired. I went and visited him. We came back together and he was promised work as a carpenter, but that carpenter fell off a ladder and shattered his pelvis and had, didn't have work for him. So I said, I've got work for you because I still need to pay my rent. And this dog walking thing, we're not there yet with all of no customers. So why don't you help me out and do this? So he would drive me to work. And then drive back and we had met our first client was an eight week old golden retriever puppy. His name was Bailey and we knew nothing. And I literally went in and I turned to my you know boyfriend at the time. I said, this thing is going to be a pile of puffy adorableness. <laughs> and it's our job to make certain that everything goes right with it. And we just started from there and it snowballed. It snowballed. People heard what we were doing at the dog park and you know, that six months turned into 14 years mm-hmm. and we're still going. <laughs> yeah, and he and when did you get married? At what point in the journey um, did that happen? We did not get married till two thousand six. We probably would have gotten married earlier just for the whole green card thing, but I didn't want to base our marriage on that. 
Okay. And so, and he was very good about that. It, you know, it was mostly my parents that were like, we love him. We don't want him to get deported. You need to do something about that. So we actually had a paper wedding and then a legal wedding. I mean, a legal wedding and then a celebratory wedding. And is he still working in the business with you? He is, right? He is. He does pretty much everything. I spend about a few minutes of admin work, but he's, you know, he's the go-to guy. He runs the team. He runs our play groups. He, you know, handles the clients. He's, He's awesome. <laughs> you know, you and I live far away from each other. I really do look forward to meeting him. He sounds like a really phenomenal person. And he must be because he's married to you. And you guys are probably a pretty powerful couple. <laughs> he's definitely my better half. I will put it that way. I always tell people he's the stake that grounds me because I would literally fly off the handle and do I have a million ideas every day, every day. And he literally keeps me grounded, sane and functioning. I mean, he also keeps me fed. He's the best cook I know. He's a chef. I remember you say he's a good cook. But, you know, he does that. I'm sure he does. Obviously, you're saying he does. And uh, I believe that. But at the same time, he's also indulging you, right? Because you're, you, you're not, you know, you're not just sitting there in the petting business anymore. You have gone on to do other things and you are exploring other opportunities and developing new relationships and breeding your dogs and doing agility. I mean, so, you know, so to give him some credit, he's not just holding you back. He's just like, he's, you know, I know that that's clearly not what you're saying, but I love, I love that he is helping you to balance that out. I feel like that's more of what he's doing. He's providing some perspective so you get the balance you need so you can go and explore all of these things and do all of these passion-based activities, but also, you know, also be there for him so he can run the business and you guys can still have a really nice income and everything could, you know, flow from there. Yeah, uh, which is Bal- balance think, is a kinder word for him. <laughs> tell him I said that. I will. Uh, <laughs> please. So I would imagine that in your, especially because you have the accolade of becoming Pet Sitter of the Year, which is a huge thing and a huge honor in our industry. I would imagine that people are, I know they are actually asking you lots of questions about, all right, you know, you've done this and you've done this well. What are some suggestions that you would give to me if I wanted to have my own pet industry business? But, you know, let's let's talk specifically about pet care dog walking and pet sitting, what are those, what are some of those kind of top pieces of advice you'd give? Like really tangible takeaways. Like what's the first thing you tell somebody who is going to leave their corporate job? Define your boundaries. I had, and this is challenging in a pet care business because you literally love pets. And so if your client calls you because they want to go to the Celtics game and you feel badly because, you know, you saw that dog last at 12 and they're going straight from work. And you feel badly to saying no, because you know that dog is the one that suffers if they can't get the neighbor or whatever. That's just something you have to learn to set your boundaries. If you stop work at five, you stop work at five. It's a hard stop. That is a, I still, even though I know better, I still get that little pang when we have to say no. And it's the emotional side of me that I always tell people take the emotions out of business, but that is so complex when you are in the business of caring. And so that's something I was taught. I mean, I went to pet sitting conferences and there's plenty of speeches for good reason on the power of saying no and preserving yourself and all of that. But you don't know it until you go through it. So all I can say is please try and listen to me, even though I didn't listen to the people telling me. Um, it's so important. I lost myself in my business. I, my family, uh, I love my family, but I, I push them off because I can't do Christmas. Christmas is my busiest season. I can't do Thanksgiving. Why would I come home for Thanksgiving? Because, and it just snowballed. It became an excuse for everything, including my own personal vacations. I remember we got married and I had to wait a year before we could plan our honeymoon. And we went over to Ireland, which is exciting, but at the same time, not. It was just going back to see his family. And we could only sneak away for 10 days. And I remember crying on the last day. And it wasn't because I didn't like my job. It was because I enjoyed being free. 
for those mm-hmm. 10 days. And so mm-hmm. that no one should have that feeling of crying before they go home. A few years later, we got away to Japan and I did the same thing. I cried. And I, you just you should go away and come back feeling refreshed, not sad. Well, you know, it's interesting. That's actually, I, I never heard that story from you. And it's really, you know, I'm putting myself in that position and people I know. I think that you're just describing to some degree entrepreneurship. You know, I yeah. think that it happens to be that in pet sitting and dog walking, you do have 24 hour responsibilities. That was the reason I sold my company. The 24 seven responsibility was just too much for me because I felt that way exactly what you just described. So I totally get it. But as I moved forward and started other companies, you know, I still, <laughs> I mean, I, I love my work and I love everything I do. I set my alarm early just to like start working in the morning because I want to, you know, really I want to have an impact and I want to do things and I want to create and build and what have you. But I feel the same way when I'm gone. I'm like, oh, my God, it feels so good to take a deep breath. And I think that, you know, I think your advice is really important um, and about setting boundaries, but not just about time, but about setting boundaries about how you're going to take care of yourself in Mm -hmm. owning a business, no matter what it is. But I think especially pets, because there is, you know, there's certainly an emotional component to it and there's fatigue, burnout, uh, compassion fatigue. So there's a lot of things going on. But you know what, though, let's, that's actually a really good place to stop and take a break again. And then we'll come back and let's pick up on the whole compassion fatigue, <laughs> compassion fatigue, and what things that you do to avoid that. Because even though you, you have, you know, managed to change things in your business, that still has to come up because you're doing so many other things and helping so many people. And I know how hard you work and how much you work. So you're, you're still probably experiencing it. So let's talk about that when we get back. And then we can also talk a little bit about the hurricane dogs and maybe some advice that we both have to you know for folks that want to do something or help in some way so on that note Kara be right back uh you guys know what show you're listening to you know who we are so let's just go right to our sponsors we'll be right back Get the stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. Petey stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is not soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smell. Dynavite's the bomb. <gasps> Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Love to spoil your dog, but no time to shop? Well, check out PupJoy.com. Dog parents are raving about them. They deliver amazing boxes of treats and toys directly to your door. Premium goodies from indie brands, all customized to your dog's unique needs. So you can relax and spend more time on important things like couch cuddles and belly rubs. Get personalized boxes of joy for your pup. Plus, built-in support for animal rescue, all for less than you'd pay at the store. Save $10 on your first order today. Go to PupJoy.com, customize your plan, and enter Pets Mean Business at checkout. P-U-P-J-O-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com 
Okay, guys. So we are back. Um, it's Jamie McDowell. I'm your host on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And we're with uh, my guest and my friend and my colleague, Kara Armour. And we've been having a really great discussion about, well, number one, learning about her background and how she found her way to be a very uh, well-known and very well-respected and well-regarded pet professional, entrepreneur, um, just all-around kind of industry connoisseur. And that's just a, a really great story. And then now we've kind of moved into this discussion of, you know, general entrepreneurship, taking care of ourselves and compassion fatigue and what are some things, you know, what are some things you can do? I mean, and I know you do a lot of giving back to the community. Is that one of the ways that you take care of yourself or is that also, does this also, you know, lend to some of that potential fatigue? Oddly enough, it does both. So one of the reasons, so the other thought of setting your boundaries is also never lose sight of your why. And because I cared so much, I started this because I didn't want dogs, particularly, I know cats too, but bored out of their minds at home. So I built this because my own dogs, you know, I was working all those hours and spending all the hours at the dog park when I wasn't at work. But what I felt when my business took hold and I wasn't able to set those boundaries and people were asking and I was saying yes all the time was a lot of regret. I regretted not spending the time. I built this business around my dogs and then I they were getting shafted. And so I think it's important for us to focus on in our lives what is important. I was lucky that I worked with my husband and we, of course, if you work with anybody, there's going to be tension. Thankfully, we had separate days, same company, but I would go out and walk a set of dogs and he would set a walk, walk a set of dogs and we'd come home and share. So we didn't have that, but, but we both were just burning out and I needed a release and, and it's different for each person, I guess, because downtime leads me to think too much. I spent a lot of time helping people and first it started off with, I've always volunteered for the boxer rescue, but it started because I had a dog with degenerative myelopathy and my heart dog, his son actually got it first, but it's essentially ALS for dogs. So they go paralyzed starting in the rear. They can't feel any pain, which is the one benefit, but you can tell a human, here are the horrible things that are going to happen to your body. You cannot tell a dog that. So they're confused. There's a lot that goes into it. So I had an instrumental person who I actually met through YouTube who lived only an hour and a half away from me. And she was such a support. And she helped my husband and I make my dog's life as great as possible. And because this heart dog of mine, the one that I had now neglected for my business, now needed me the most, that was the turning point when I said to myself, okay, things have to change. I need to get a manager in here. I need to respect my clients and love them as I always have, but they need to understand that I am a human too. And I'm sorry that you have that Celtics Mm -hmm. game. I can't get to your dog. Mm -hmm. I just can't. And I don't need to give an excuse. I started off giving excuses and then clients would try and find a weak point and then I'd cave. You know, oh, well, I was already doing one midday walk on Saturday. What's four more? So it's just this dog and his disease. Again, he just kept coming back into my life with these poignant meanings that said, you need to refocus. And so I refocused my efforts on him. And then, you know, his son got it and then he got it. And it was three and a half, four years of just total Mm. devotion. And I saw other people suffering. I learned a lot of the things the hard way with my dog. I'll not lie. My first dog that had this disease, I let him go a little too long. I feel guilty about that. It happens to all of us. You can't, I mean, listen, that happens to all of us. Yeah. I just, that was another turning point for me. And that's when I made the hard decisions. And I really looked into compassion fatigue versus burnout. And I had compassion fatigue for my own life and kind of burnout in my business, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. And so that's kind of where I was. And that's why I, I tell people, set your boundaries and don't lose sight of your why. 
my why was for my dogs and I literally trashed my why for everybody else. Hmm. So to take that, that learning and what kind of recommendations or thoughts do you have? So let's, let's do talk about Hurricane Harvey for a moment and the dogs and the potential compassion fatigue that guarantee that rescue people oh, are yeah. feeling, you know, guarantee it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. So I think that here's the way that I'm thinking about this as an entrepreneur in the pet space who isn't working specifically with rescues. So, you know, I think one of the ways to help people is if you are a pet professional yourself, what is it in your life or in your business rather that you could do to pitch in to make a difference? Because, you know, you're probably not flying down to Texas, although for those of you who are amazing, thank you. Agree. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. But if you're not, like there are things that you can do that are in your own area of expertise to be able to lend uh, a helping hand and also take yourself out of your day to day for a minute. And just stop and take yourself out. And I think that learning from what you're saying here is that 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 pause where you look around yourself and you, you know, you get out of your own headspace and out of your own physical space even, you know, I think that can be the turning point, even if it's just a turning point that results in reading a book or volunteering or doing something that you wouldn't normally do. But I think that we need reasons to stop what we're doing in the moment and is this making any sense? I'm listening to myself talk. And I feel like I'm like, I'm like I feel like all I'm saying here is help other people who are going to be struggling with compassion fatigue through something that you are capable of doing that they may not be that you have an expertise that no one else does or not a lot of people do. And then when you're doing that, take that time, that pause to look, no pun intended, to look around and see that maybe you are also burned out or maybe you also need some time or maybe there are other things you could be doing to improve and enhance the quality of your own life. Is that like, that's what I wanted to say. Exactly. And that that's that was fine. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what I do. So as buried in my business as I got, that's when I reached out harder to support DM and I reached out to the boxer rescue. And I was reaching out to these business owners on Facebook that were struggling with the same struggles I had because as downtrodden as I thought my life was, I'm not going through a hurricane. So I wasn't going through what those people had gone through. I'd gone through it or I was fortunate enough to not have to. So I'm going to help them either step up and around it, get through it. I mean, we're up here and obviously we can donate, but we have clients that have stuff just lying around. I'm sure that we can all collaborate and figure out a way to get it down to Texas. There's a lot of things that we can do as professionals, but if you're feeling burned out and kind of crazed, this is a great side project to just, it feels good. And it's a way for you to step outside of your business and go help somebody else. That feels really good. I can't emphasize that enough. And you've done that so many times and so beautifully. And you're really, I think, you know, you're really someone people can look up to in terms of not just talking the talk, but really walking the walk and doing exactly that. You're an amazing person. And every time I have experience with you, I see that more and more. You are like an onion. You know, you just, <laughs> your layers keep peeling and I just keep learning. You know, you're a really inspirational person and I'm really glad that you were able to take the time today and share your story and share yourself and your perspective and your, your all around glory <laughs> with our <laughs> listeners. So I want to, you know, officially thank you. And I, I don't know if I said that out loud, but thank you so much for being here. It means a ton to me. I loved 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 our conversation i think i think the world is better with you in it so people if you have any questions of two i think you know if you want because she's so helpful uh, if you have any questions you can reach out to kara <laughs> through any of those other ways is there just a direct email people can use uh sure probably kara at getactivepause.com that's my end all be all that's the way to get me and that's C A R. 
C-A-R-A, Kara. Yep. Not Kara, Kara. Come on now. Kara, correct. That's right. <laughs> Come on now. Um, all right. So, Kara, thank you. And uh, I'm Jamie McBell. I'm your host, this thing with the most this thing. I'm Pet Life Radio Network, Pets Mean Business, all of that good stuff. If you have anything you want, need, or want to just, you know, think about and you need someone to bounce it off of, you can do that with me. I'm super happy to always field questions. You guys are always giving me great emails and asking questions and letting me help you in some way, hooking you up with resources or other people I know who could be helpful to you. So please continue that. I'm totally here for you. Even if it takes me a couple days to get back to you, I promise I will. And for those of you looking to do something with Hurricane Harvey dogs, I have one one advice or one one thing that I'm kind of thinking about, which is to keep it local. All of your animal shelters in your community are going to be feeling the feeling the impact of the dogs that are being taken from Texas and being moved northward. So. You know, the best thing to do is if you're going to donate money, I would donate it to your local shelter versus a national organization. And then also if you have supplies to donate, I would actually put the supplies in your local shelter. And best to obviously do a fact check, call them up. Are you guys going to get Harvey dogs? And maybe they're not, but they, I guarantee you will have a name of a shelter in the same community who will. So that's my suggestion. Keep it local. And yeah, that's it. So, all right. So our hearts and thoughts are out to all of the folks that are battling the uh, horrible, horrific outcome of the of the hurricane. And for those of you who are feeling like you want to do something and this is just the time in your life to do it and go be something and change everything, go now. It's you. It's your time. If you want to be a pet professional, if you want to start a business, if you want to grow your business, anything you want to do, my goodness, you can totally, totally do it. And I believe in you. And I guarantee you, you have people in your life who believe in you. Just put yourself out there and you'll get it back. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.